This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! listening to this whoever is i appreciate you all crawley town to swindon town nil courtesy of goals from nick sarola and jack powell joining me is dan who had the misfortune of paying to watch that filth in the cold <laughs> broadfield stadium this afternoon we are recording this on a saturday evening props dan for your dedication to rush home watch a little bit of world cup and now talk about an atrocious game of football. Yes. Um, well, let's start. We can at least commend Crawley for only charging me £15 pounds, um, to go and watch. And it was free for my lad. So, uh, well done, Crawley Town. But that's where the niceties stop, I'm afraid. It was a bit of yeah. a, a Swindon Town stinker to start the festive season. Oh, we're starting the festive season. Oh, we're in it, and we? It's Advent. We've got Naughty Elf on the shelves and all that, knocking around the house. I don't know why I'm calling you out on that. <laughs> I literally went to see Santa today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Before we no doubt rip into, sorry, dissect this performance, we send our best wishes, of course, to Saidu Khan, who took what looked to be quite a nasty 
knee to the face late on, which resulted in Khan receiving medical attention, eventually being stretched off the pitch, creating an eternity of injury time. It, it sort of looked like nothing at the time, but when you watch it back, plum, it's sort of what you've been seeing a lot at the World Cup, actually, recently, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny how it seems to happen en masse. Maybe it's because we're noticing it, but an awful injury, and hopefully he's not out for too long. Well, like you echo those sentiments, um, Saudi Khan was wheeled past us at the front of the terrace, so I was three or four yards away, and he looked comatose. Like he was lying still, motionless, obviously head in a brace. It was a horrible thing to see, especially for the uh, for the nippers there. And it was my my lad's first game, so uh, not a nice way to sign off. What was a, a bad day at the office? I hope he's okay. Sounds like he's been taken straight to hospital. Um, but yeah, on the actual incident. Uh, my old man and a couple of my friends behind the goal were sure he'd headed the post, which I've seen the replay now, and it's quite a nasty kick to the face. I'm thinking maybe in a World Cup scenario, we've got Swindon penalty and uh, the keeper sent off. I don't know, but it was pretty reckless from the keeper, even if it was accidental. You know, his knees knees flying, and um, poor old Saidu is going to have a headache in the morning. The one knee up is a is an old school method for goalkeepers to catch or to do something, isn't it? But yeah, it wiped him out completely. But yeah, we wish him all the best. Let's talk about the Swindon Town lineup. There were some changes here. So Brennan goal, the returning Tom Clayton joins Brennan and Blake Tracy at the back. Hutton and Iandolo on the wings. Reed returned to the starting lineup for his first league start since October 4th, almost exactly two months. Khan and Gladwin in midfield with Wakeling and Jeffcott up front. Curiously, of this 11, only Ellis Iandolo started the 3-1 loss at Crawley back in March, which really wasn't that long ago. It just goes to show the turnaround or the squad changes over the last few months. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll go back to the the old school question here. Dan, were you happy with this lineup? Were you were you wondering what the setup would be or did you know where this was going? I personally would have had Darcy in the mix. Whenever I see this lineup in a sort of 5-3-2 formation like we played today against, you know, not being disrespectful against a poor Crawley side who were absolutely there for the taking today. It just felt like it's one too many defenders on the pitch. So I had a forlorn hope that when I saw the lineup, it was actually going to be a sort of variation of 4 3 3 with Blake Tracy left back. Uh, Iandolo sort of revert into his last season position of sort of left central midfield, I guess, in a in something of a diamond. But yeah, I don't know. Three centre halves and a couple of full backs playing wing back. Felt like you're giving a bit too much respect to your opposition there. And again, no disrespect to Crawley, they they sort of stuck in the game quite well. Swindon were very, very limp up front. And then they got their sort of sucker punch goal through the the deflection through the crowd of bodies. And yeah, I'd said to my old man 10 minutes previously, sort of tongue in cheek, this has got 1-0 Crawley written all over it. The way that Swindon were being so wasteful with the ball in the the top third of the pitch and Sadly, that's how it played out. Yeah. Talk to me about this formation and why it's not working for Swindon. I'm no master tactician, but found myself making this comment a few times last year, actually. Just by virtue of having three centre-halves, and I think this was post-Tramia on that horror Tuesday night last year, I think you almost feel duty-bound to knock it about between those three centre-halves before you work your way up the pitch. And actually, that extra pass 
just give your opposition a bit more time to just be in the right position. Um, for what it's worth, I think for large parts, it was it was some of the best Kieran Brennan we've seen today at right centre-half. He got uh, involved fairly well going forward. Clayton, it was a fairly sound return. A solid 70 minutes, probably our, probably our best defender. Some very good covering tackles and tracking. But yeah, I just, I really don't like Blake Tracy out of position. He's a capable left centre-half, as he's shown, but he's, a, he's your best left-back. Play him at left-back. Hutton's your best right-back. Play him at right-back. It's this curious thing with Hutton where, despite right-back being deeper in the pitch than right-wing-back, some players are just more effective as a full-back. Like, this seems to give them a lot more leash going forwards than when they're right wing back and they're actually starting higher up the pitch to begin with. Just generally, with just a body short at the top end of the pitch in this formation, Reedy plays very deep, which leaves Khan, Gladwin and the two forwards to do the majority of the work in, through the centre of the pitch. Obviously, you've got, by design, they want Hutton and Iandolo getting forward and acting like wingers but in a 4-3-3 when Hutton and the other fullback have actually got a wide forward to interact with so you think back to when we were doing well previously obviously Johnny Williams left wing McCurdy or Wakelin right wing um, it actually gave the flying fullbacks someone to overlap with someone to interact with I think in this formation where they're the solo wide player it is quite isolating it's, yeah, they haven't got someone to play off. You know, like uh, Richie and Caddis were fantastic together and Amankwa and a McGovern, that sort of interplay, that link play between two people is often more effective than the sort of solo wing-back who's, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of onus on them to beat people and kind of do it on their own. This was an absolute stinker for both sides, I felt. As a, as a, as a, as a game, as, as a form of entertainment, it, it it wasn't fun and you know I bemoan I follow for lifting their 3 p.m restrictions <laughs> <laughs> for this one and uh, no chateau trips required it wasn't even one of those games where you sort of sit there and go wow whenever Angus McDonald's back this wouldn't happen and I would say even you know Johnny Williams a lot of listeners and a lot of feedback says you know Johnny Williams is the reason why we're dropping points or the lack of Johnny Williams is the reason why I we're dropping points but on that performance I'm not quite sure he would have made much difference no well I suppose if you'd taken today's formation and you'd done Williams for Khan I'm not sure that would get the best out of Williams I think the best of Williams we've seen is actually on the left of that front three and or at the tip of the diamond which works so well at, at Mansfield yeah I suppose with Khan being a sort of old school box-to-box man he's a little bit of everything in he Going forward is probably his weakest suit um, compared to his defensive play, compared to his sort of breaking up play and hassling and energy. That does kind of leave you with Gladwin, the two forwards, and you know Hutton playing as a right winger to give you the the attacking output. No doubt Williams would have improved the team today, and it probably would have led to a slightly more ambitious formation. I think McDonald would have helped. Clearly, he's a good defender. Um, I've not heard anything. Well, we didn't from... need to do much defending. No. It was a very comfortable, dull game. You know, there was no, yeah. at no point until Crawley scored did I think it's coming. It's on its way. If anything, there was a spell before Crawley scored where I thought Swindon were were not far off, you know, finally breaking the deadlock. But it, it wasn't a game for defenders, you know, other from the Swindon side of things. And I thought the Crawley defence was just there for the taking. They were so, just kick it out. There were, there was yeah. no, they weren't very technical. It's, it's so hard to talk about these sort of games. You know, Crawley fans that 
dip into opposition to see, you know, all of us cry about um, losses, you know, fair enough. But, you know, if you're, if you're a reasonably analytical fan of your club, you can't say that Crawley were at all convincing today, but it took a deflection and then, and then a Brunera to, to, to do the business that essentially here, Dan, I'm desperately fighting to knee jerk. Um, but post demolition <laughs> of Mansfield, we, we were awful in the FA Cup at Stockport. Yeah. Tramier was an absolute deserved draw, but it wasn't a good performance. Crew really wasn't good. And this performance really, really wasn't good. So talk me through this game, Dan. You know, what, what happened? What went wrong? First half, like you say, a quiet affair. Mm. The sort of recurring theme for Swindon over the whole game was a lot of good and tidy work in the back two thirds of the pitch getting us to the edge of the Crawley box. And really, that's where the problems began. Because to have the amount of good positions and good territory, good play that we had near the Crawley goal, and to lead to naught, you know, zero shots on target, and actually only 10 shots overall. Crawley had three more shots than us over the match, which on the balance of play, absolutely shouldn't be happening. Probably the best chance I can remember... In the first half, and it was a pretty drab affair. It was Wakelin being played in on the sort of, uh, left side of the box? His sh- uh, shot towards the back post was blocked, so you know, not even testing the keeper. Maybe he could have done a bit better cutting back on his right, taking that extra touch in and around the box, playing that extra pass, trying the extra diagonal, trying to be a bit too clever was really frustrating. But like you, going into half time at nil nil, you're thinking, okay, you know. We've had quite a few quiet first halves this year. Doncaster away was an example. But, you know, generally you'd come out second half and you'd see that surge um, and it, you know, the better output in the second half. And I suppose briefly we did in the early second half. The introduction of Darcy for Gladwin, which we now know was um, because of a, a hamstring injury to Gladwin, that seemed to give us a, an extra bit of spurt of life. Someone who was going to sort of join up the play a little bit better. But again, didn't lead to testing their keeper. Their keeper's had an easy odd afternoon, um, other than gathering some crosses. And and we did put plenty of crosses in. I can think of Blake Tracy put some lovely crosses in. Hutton put some lovely crosses in. A read free kick from the side that I was stood on to the near post. Dare I say it, the whole Swindon attacking output was screaming out for Luke Jeffcott. And Luke Jeffcott was on the pitch. Mm. Wakelin was really willing once again. Made some clever runs off the the side of the centre-halves. Was slipped into that left channel a few times. But again, no shots on target. No meaningful crosses. Looking up. And actually, it did feel like we were frequently a man short. In the box, and I come back to that, you know, five-three-two question: Do you need three centre halves and two full backs, admittedly playing fairly far forward? But just it needed that extra body higher at the pitch. It really did, just to turn some of that territorial dominance into meaningful chances. Because I, once again, I stress we got into some excellent positions, and then got the very final bit of the piece wrong. So is this a personnel issue or is this a tactical issue and therefore on Lindsay? Well, it's hard to know what they've done in training over the last two weeks. And that's the other disappointing factor, by the way, is this was an opportunity to almost do a little bit of a mid-season reset, being out of the FA Cup, a few players returning from injury. We thought McDonald was returning from injury. Clayton back today. Everyone's had a chance to rest and be fresh. 
and yeah, the the sum total of that tactical work, you know, and water polo also was <laughs> what we saw today, and that that's really worrying because this Crawleys have really were there for the taking. And again, I don't mean any disrespect. The few chances they had, sort of snapshots from Talford, other shots over. Uh, whilst it was nil-nil, was generally from Swindon giving the ball away in midfield. How how frustrated must Telford be? Talk about not having <laughs> utilising him to the best of his ability. Looked lost, didn't he? Yeah, what a waste of crypto. Um, as I did hear a few people bouncing out. Um, no, just an utterly, utterly frustrating day. And just felt like the Saudi Khan injury was just the, the awful icing on the cake. But to your question, tactical... Or personnel, I think I'll go probably, I don't know, 75% tactical because I think the setup was too respectful to Crawley. It was lacking another body at the top end of the pitch. But also, you look around the pitch and the players at the top end of the pitch didn't do enough today. I, I have a feeling we're going to have a uh, three out, three or four in January again and we're going we're gonna to have two seasons and hope that season, the second half of the mm. season is an improvement. That's my fear. And it's not necessarily a good thing. It might be an essential thing, but it's not a good model to go by. It's um, not. For, for all the reasons. But I do fear that, you know, they're going to they're gonna paper the cracks a little bit by bringing in maybe a well-known defender or a forward that we've heard of. But if, he, if he's going to stay rigid to formations that aren't getting the best out of our current crop, what's to say that he's going to do the same? With with the next batch, you know, whenever if they if they come in, I'm not saying that it's a given that players will leave and others will come in, but that's the way it seems to go with the loan market at the moment, isn't it? So yeah, it, it, I mean, and we keep on saying we don't want to disrespect Crawley. They were 19th going into this game, mm-hmm. you know. So that and we're 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 fighting for the automatics at the start of this game, you know. So. We're we're completely within our right with fans to as fans to to go to places like Crawley and look at the table, look at their form, and go. I mean, then their form has improved markedly um, in the last month or so, but there was no excuse for that performance, none whatsoever. No, and again, talking about Crawley, but that result was on us, frankly. Yes, hundred percent, absolutely on us. Um, you'd like to think on that same Crawley team with the same Crawley performance, you should be winning that. You really should nine times out of ten if you are a club with lofty ambitions in, in this tier, which we should have. I mean, today was a good microcosm, really, of some of the squad issues. And I'm not necessarily disappointed, Rich, when you say it might be a three or four out and a three or four in January. Because, frankly, seeing us end the game with a front two of Tommy Adeloye and Tyree Shade, who, I mean... Not to judge Shade too harshly because he is a he is a wide player who came on in place of Jeff Cott and Wakelin, who you know was making some good runs and was being generally quite dangerous if not you know getting the end bit right. But to see us end the game without Aloye and Shade, that's not a good front two. Um, no. That's not depth even in the fourth tier. Shade again, don't judge him too harshly. What I'm saying, I'm talking about coming on and playing as a forward. Hepburn Murphy, there is such a Hepburn Murphy shaped hole to come in and give this pre-Christmas side, which is quite quite vanilla. And we've said this before, haven't we? You know, it, it, it needs a bit of zhuzh. And I think Hepburn Murphy, if he could stay fit, will excite and would add a lot. Uh, Williams clearly walks straight back into this side. <sighs> you know, other end of the pitch, Brennan 
I, mean, I think he was a bit better today. I think he's better in a free, a bit like you know how some people used to laugh about how uh, Manu and England would play Maguire in a free because they don't think he's a good enough defender to defend in a two. But you know Brennan in a free makes me feel more secure than Brennan in a two. But I, I don't think there's any clamour to keep him on past January. We've obviously got Harry's out till March. Baudry getting on a little bit um, through no fault of his own. That's just the sands of time ticking by. So, yeah, the depth at centre-half and depth at centre-forward is a major issue. One that's been there all year, frankly. I think we need more out of Jeff Cott, absolutely. He, yes. Our poor form has coincided with his four scoreless games and we had this chat in the week, didn't we, on the Alice Pod WhatsApp group about is that one you were, you were desperate to seal as a town fan right now? And I think a couple of people said yes, you know, sign him up. And I think on, on age... And pedigree, absolutely. Could he have resale value further down the line? Yeah, if he starts scoring again. But with his CV, I think five goals in 12 starts, is it now? Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think, I think he's, he's not, he's not giving us as much as we need out of him, I think. No, I, I, w- I would say as a Jeff Cott fan. Yeah, me too. I, I think he's a good sniffer. But we needed sniffing today. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, did we. Yeah, we, we're just not getting, he's not getting the service, but it's, he also just looks so tired. He looks out of, he looks out of shape. He looks a little bit, a little bit tired. And again, a two week break. You shouldn't look like you're huffing and puffing in this yeah. game, but I know it's tough. And do you, do you think that you're putting a lot in on Hepburn Murphy? I mean, in terms of his pace, which has been, you know, described what was it electrifying it's electrifying exactly um but still in the league 11 career goals and three of them came in the same game Mm. in october 2019 he needs to shape up do 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 because we need a forward we need a man yeah we do Um, and and if it's rashan hepburn murphy brilliant i think it's going to be in the form (laughs) of a another loney in january i really do i think this this is what in in like modern lower league football fandom is you can sit here in early December and go, well, that's the end of the season or we're just going to tailspin because January comes along and that's where we'll sink or swim. You know, what we do in the market, who we lose, because you know that they've always got one eye on a, on a, on a gain financially. So if someone comes in for one of our achieving players, they're going to sell and they're going to put faith in players that are still, that are already at the club. And then we'll, we'll, we'll utilize whatever market we need to, but it's it, oh, it, it's a dangerous game to play because we need to get out of this division, and I will not have any revisionist no. sort of mentality of like, well, you know, last year we overachieved. No, I'm with you, Rich. This year. You saw my views at the start of the year. I had a well, not an argument, but some forthright words with people on Twitter saying, "Well, where are these expectations coming from?" And I still will say it now. With Swindon Town in the fourth tier, with this set of attendances. Off the How back. many away today? 920. 920. On a World Cup weekend that. pre-Christmas. We're doing our bit. We are We're certainly doing, doing our, our bit. bit. Um, but <laughs> no, um, you know, as many successes as there were in the summer from a transfer point of view, and I think you can put Bryn in that bracket, Clayton, McDonald, Blake Tracy, Hutton, um, I think Darcy, Khan, good purchases. There's also, in that next 11, there's quite a few misses which is why there is some repairing to do in January. So I think Connor Brown was a strange one. We didn't want to play him, even at Bristol Rovers in the 
Dead Rubber yeah, we Trophy. <laughs> we gotta let that go, haven't we? But yeah, it would have been nice. Brennan, I don't think will be here past Jan. Harry's is a really poor piece of recruitment. Um, Divine has been fit for a long time now and has played once. God, yeah, yeah. Shade, I, I, I think longer term, Shade will be, Shade will be a good, good acquisition. But Adeloye, Massey, not made an impact on the squad. Roberts, one for the future. So I don't think you can comment too much at the moment but and that's why it's frustrating because despite that we're still sitting in ninth yeah you know, I know we're, we're, we're like what eight points away from third but I think I worked out that we're also eight points away from 17th too so mm. we're, we really are sort of like in in a in a it could go either way and I, I implied that I had a really bad feeling about this game going into the presser and yeah I, I, I predicted a draw but I, I just I just feel like I've seen this Swindon before, and I and I think that's a lot. A lot of the listeners' contributions to this game is we're seeing this all before. So if we're seeing these performances, so are our opposition. Because let's be honest, ever since the division has got wise to Hutton, he's not getting anything in at the moment. I think that is as well. You know, they say a strength can can be a weakness. Um, it's so patently obvious that much of our game is centred around getting the ball to Hutton and Hutton doing damage. Um, you do need other strings to your bow so that when you do go through Hutton, it's it retains that element of surprise. Um, so in that sense, I think we have been a bit formulaic. And don't get me wrong, Hutton, again today, he, he didn't stick across on someone's head, but time and time again, when you're giving the ball out, well, he, it does lead to him getting across in. So if only... We could get a few more bodies in the box. That'd be useful. But no, I mean, I've had a bit of a whinge about the squad. We've spoke about what you might want in January. Different to you, Rich. I was coming in today hopeful. I thought it would be uh, a bit of a reset. I saw the green kit this morning and I was very hopeful. <laughs> I, I certainly hoped. You know, I don't sit here like with my arms folded going, I bloody knew we'd lose or like, I'm. you know, it's good It's good to be proven yeah. right. Absolutely not. I don't want that. But I, I, I guess what I'm suggesting here is I don't have faith in the way we're set up to surprise our opposition. Mm. We were very connect the dots by the numbers, whatever you like to say. I, I just think we're e- we're easily to figure out. And, and and listeners were saying that great now, great while it's working, but it's very very simple, and it's yeah. the same week in week out. And it's, this is not a a great division this year there's 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 no I mean Leighton Orient have run away with it at the moment fair play to them but we've we've seen the same cycle where we're either going to score and win one nil or we're going to concede or (laughs) lose one or two nil whatever and there's there's not much in between it doesn't feel like at the moment yeah it's 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 very frustrating and we'll have to talk about it because there is a a a light simmer of fans that that having enough of the current staff not a lot of people's reasoning with this at the moment is they're happy with the squad but they're not happy with the way they're being set up and essentially coached and when you see these sort of performances it's hard to disagree and then what will happen 
is we go and get a, a win against Wimbledon. Every then the other side go, you know, should just give this team a chance, hmm. and then we go for another slack few games. And I've been saying that's going to be the cycle all season long, and it's looking like that. But at the moment, we're in exactly the same wobble as we were this time last year. Yeah. Um, Welcome to fandom, everyone. It took an extraordinary turnaround to get into the playoffs, though, and we can't rely on that this year. No. I've just been having a look at early season. First three games: Harrogate, Salford, Warsaw were. Three, uh, five, three, two, or three, five, two, whatever you want to call it, and then we made the switch to the flat back four against Carlisle, and results picked up from there. Albeit, it took a little while to take off. You know, draw, draw, win, draw, draw, win, win. Um, if you're a fan of another team looking without watching Swindon Town play, and you look at our form over the over the 19 games so far this season, 20 games, sorry. You'll, you'll, they'll say what you're whinging about. It's fine. Over the whole season, yeah. And the fact we're in ninth, we're in touch with the playoffs, which, you know, if January is going to be a big month, then maybe being in touch with the playoffs at the turn of the year does give you a platform to you know, improve the squad and, and kick on. But I, I, I would be very, very surprised if we don't see the return of 4-3-3 or 4-diamond-2 for the Wimbledon game because... I think similarly <laughs> to the early season where that sort of amusement with the the five three two formation, I've, it feels like we're at a bit of a similar precipice. I I think that change will will follow now. Flat back four just keeps things so much more simple. Um, and actually, if Williams is coming back, his best performances this year have been at left of a front three. I do think you sacrifice a little bit out of Wakelin uh, to play him front right but it's kind of a necessary sacrifice he's in that learning developing stage of his career where you know even if you're asking him to do a job out there I just feel like the formation suits the squad so much better at the minute how do you think Lou Reed did today I thought he did okay he definitely isn't in the form that he was last season. Yeah. And I think those who don't rate Reeds will just highlight, you know, the things that he did wrong with the, the more high profile elements of the game, you know, the shots that go high and wide and then was one really woeful pass. But I think generally, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think generally Reed did what Reed did so well last year in, in elements, like he got, quietly goes about his business, but he looks a different player, doesn't he? Now it, it, it's almost as if he hadn't started a game for almost two months, you know, mm. um, which has to have a factor behind it. But what did, what did you think? What was what was the word on the terrace on Reed? Was it? Um, did they see it as a decent performance, or did they see it as somebody whose head was down? Lou Reed, not a perfect day. That's a musical reference there. Thank you very much. Well um, done. Yeah, well done, me. No, I mean I've spoken earlier about us being good in the sort of back two thirds of the pitch as we built our way slowly up the pitch. Uh, and Reed was quite seminal to us moving the ball well. But yeah, it, it's still just that nagging feeling that he's nowhere near the heights of last year. And he did build himself quite a reputation through many, many good performances. And because he's not hitting those heights, people will always comment. And then you factor in the first half yellow card, which wasn't entirely his fault as Crawley were breaking away, but he was the one that put the stop to the to the counter-attack, which meant he was yellow-carded, which did muzzle him slightly for the rest of the game. And then, of course, the skied effort you mentioned, which, again, another excellent position, cut-back cross. You're looking for Reedy to hit that below the height of the crossbar. 
and it went sailing, sailing over the they went. I'm sure that there must have been a nasty bobble for him to hit it that badly. But it just mm. it it's kind of summed it up. And then of course the short back pass to Bryn. Um sort of put Bryn in a hospital pass situation. He came sliding out and you know, wonderful finish. Absolutely wonderful finish. I was right behind it. He just kind of opened up his instep beautifully just to guide it in from 40, 45 yards or whatever it was. And bang, there went Swindon Town for the day. But So no, unfortunately, the good bits will be overwhelmed slightly by the uh, Reeds rolling in goal number two for many people, I believe. But what you have got is a high-performance motor vehicle that is just spluttering slightly, but it's still better than most cars. Yeah, it just... It just... It's 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 not because of Tom Clayton, but it all seemed to go downhill for everyone when 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 Clayton went off, didn't it? Because yeah. it, in terms of the goal we conceded first, um, Sarula's goal, it was the only way Crawley were going to score or open the scoring um, this weekend was just the way it went in. It was typically naff goal <laughs> sucker punch, but. Note, their player took a shot that was heading towards the goal. Yes, indeed. And when you take yeah. shots that head towards the goal and they take deflections, you're a chance of it flying in past the keeper. So the, the set piece that led to it, I think it was Khan gave away the foul, didn't he? And it probably was a foul, albeit I was 80, 80 yards away. But the sort of passage of play before that, there was what looked like a couple of Sudden players possibly fouled. And I think Khan's dragging the man to the floor was a kind of bit of a reaction to the frustration of, of not getting a couple of decisions previous. But, I mean, you look at the defending for the first goal, I, I don't think there's a lot you do differently, really. Comes out to the guy on the edge of the box, hits it fairly true and straight. His left foot deflects off of Brennan, was it? Ah, it doesn't matter. It just, it took a deflection. It's no one's fault, is it? Just yeah. that sinking feeling of, oh, what have we yeah, done, exactly. town? Uh, but actually, after that, town were crap. The subs all through the game didn't help us. Um, probably the most effective sub was Darcy for Gladwin. It did give us a bit of a spurt of energy and drive at the start of the second half, but his second second half performance um, wasn't super along with the rest of them. But yeah, the Wakelin and Jeff got off Adloy and Shade. That made us weaker at the top of the pitch. Yeah, uh, Roberts for Andalo, you know, not long enough to really judge, but certainly Clayton going off made us worse. And I know there was injury circumstances there. Um, says Lindsay. Yeah, no one was bothered after the game. Once oh. the injury happens, it was very much go on, ref, just blow up. No one, no one, no one really cares anymore. Let's let's get them off. I think the thing that kind of impressed me about Crawley and annoyed me about Swindon when they went one up was the fact that Crawley got better. <laughs> yeah. like they, you know what I was expecting to see then was them put ten men behind the ball and Swindon just pump you know, crosses in for, for 10 minutes and we might equalise and we might not. But what happened instead is is Crawley got a real burst of life and they they attacked, mm. you know, for a good minute or two. I know that doesn't sound like long, but it, it rattled us and they went and scored a few minutes later through yeah. unfortunate circumstances. But it was because they didn't just stop at 1-0. They they kept going and then they, they killed the game four minutes later. And it, it was not a 2-0 game. How it no. certainly was but it was it was it happened, and they should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves. Wimbledon next week is going to be good fun because there's going to be that little bit of edge. We we should be 
champing at the bit and Wimbledon, if they beat us, they, they actually go above us. And I thought there was a bit of daylight between us and Wimbledon, but they, they, they won this weekend against Grimsby at home. So they'll be, they'll be looking forward to it. I saw Chris Gunter was on the bench for them today. He didn't come on, but mm. it just tells you that maybe we could have had one Johnny Williams available. Well, to be fair, Heathrow is a lot closer to Wimbledon than it is to Swindon. Well, you know, Heathrow to Crawley. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not too bad. <laughs> no, that, um, can we just talk about that briefly? Because, you know, of course. he's been to Wales. Sorry, of course he's been to Wales, you know. Um, uh, he's born in Kent. But I'm sure he went Stop on holiday it, to Wales. Um, <laughs> but no, sorry, he's been to Qatar. It's obviously been a disappointing couple of weeks. A, not playing. B, you know, acting like the minnow that they are. Sorry, the, I'm being deliberately um, JR bashing there. Um, I but no, he, he should be in peak physical condition. Like, he's had two weeks of warm weather training in an international setup with the best physios and the best weights and all sorts, you know. Why not? Getting back and getting playing. Has the world gone soft? Can you not do it? Can you not do a light training session on Friday and then travel to It's corner? hard to argue against it when Chris Gunter's done exactly the same and yeah. and he's sat on the bench for Wimbledon today. It, it's hard. I mean, I see the logic. I was 100% not expecting him to be back for it, but the performance was so bad i don't think it really matters who was on the pitch i think it was it was one of those stinkers but they're becoming quite frequent yeah. I, I don't really know what more we can say about this game but i do want to go back to like i'm not going to read out all the listener feedback today because it's just too miserable <laughs> and it, it's fair um but a few things here that i want to sort of read out sm1 feel a bit for lindsay he has a side with less quality than last season, yet is expected to go one better. That said, it's hard to disagree with those voicing their doubts over his pedigree. Uh, shortened down here, uh, Matt says, I'm sorry, but Lindsay has some explaining to do. Mr. Good says the blame has to lie with Lindsay. Uh, Adair, have to question Lindsay today. Embarrassing display and it, it just goes on here and I know you know Craig here two weeks on the training ground leading to a game without a shot speaks volumes to the quality of coaching it's hard to disagree I don't know what I want in terms of my head coach because I don't know much about Scott Lindsay other than what people you know in the know say and I'm seeing regression with Swindon at the moment, which is not a good thing to have. And I, I started listening to his post-match interview on Talk of the Town and, you know, no guile, no know-how at the top end of the pitch was all right. But as soon as he started talking about we have characters and we'll sit down and we'll sort it out, I, I was like, nah, nah, because this is this is not a one-off. So this is probably one of our worst displays of the season. But these characters, I don't see enough of this character on the pitch. You know, I, I hear that they're all smashing lads and boy, howdy, they love it when we score and when we win <laughs> and they're giving themselves the most almighty pats on the back and lifting their arms like they've won a boxing match. But when we're poor, we are ghosts on the pitch. And that's not character. So I need to see more of that character. And that's why it's sort of like, nah, I just, I can't be bothered to listen to this, um, which is me being knee jerky and flappy and sulky mm. because it was that bad today. And people will not tolerate We can't just go round and round and round and round in circles, getting head coaches. And we can't potentially trust 
Sandro Di Michele or whoever does the recruitment to recruit accordingly because we all just assume that the next person in line is going to just do better there's no guarantee of that I don't know um Dan but it's it is people weren't convinced about Scott Lindsay's appointment some of the quotes in the summer were a little bit odd from Di Michele in relation to how Scott Mm -hmm. Lindsay got the gig and Everybody wants him to succeed because we want Swindon Town to succeed. And of course, there are elements of Scott Lindsay's character and his his background that makes us all want him to do well. But we want Swindon to be up there. And at the moment, this wobble, it just feels like we are sleepwalking or drifting at the moment. And that lies with the coaching staff. And it's got to improve if if we're going to go up. And that's all we care about. Yeah, yeah. Just while you've been talking there, Rich, I've just been, um, and I agree, by the way, on your comments about the Lindsay appointment in the summer. And I go back to the things I said, which, you know, sounds awfully harsh, but it's a punt on it an is. inexperienced manager, but a great guy. And I think, on the whole, you see the media appearances, you see the way he is with fans, you know, it seems like a smashing guy. Really has a genuine affection for the club, but it was a punt on an inexperienced manager. And you've brought in some sort of low-key and inexperienced staff around him. You know, Gavin Gunning, first coaching job. Jamie Day seemed to come pretty much from nowhere, you know, managed Bangladesh. and Predominantly, well-experienced, pre- pre- yeah. predominantly non-league experience. Um, you know, did well at Wellington. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, some of the comments from Dean McKayley about the recruitment process didn't, you know, some of the timelines didn't seem to quite match up. I think Swindon did dally, let's face it. Um, we cost ourselves a couple of weeks in the summer there, for sure, when you knew Garner was going. But yeah, I've been looking over the last so last nine proper games. So Stevenage through to today. And in those nine games, four games where we've not scored and only one clean sheet in that time. And, you know, compared to early season where Defensive performances were generally pretty good. But yeah, I think the, the four failed to score. Uh, Stevenage away, where I don't think we looked like scoring. Stockport in the cup, horror show. Crew, you know, it sounds like we could have played for a month for Sundays, not scored. And today, where we've got no shots on target, I think top end of the pitch is more of a problem than the back end, for sure. Ooh. We need we need a bit of spark, don't we? I think Williams would have been very handy today. Well, Lindsay talked about guile and know-how at the top end of the pitch. He's certainly going to get plenty of that from Williams. Williams is also a character, like you say, a sort of leader by example on the pitch. McDonald too is obviously a big miss at the back um, in terms of captaincy and um, experience. So we're not we're not beyond hope. But certainly another couple of bad results um, is going to make things uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and you know, we're going to beat Wimbledon 2-3-0 next week and the cycle will continue where people point fingers at, at, at negative comments or, or fans that are deemed negative and then a week later we lose to somebody and then it's, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's, it's fine. That's, that's fandom. That, that's the way it is. People are entitled to say whatever the heck they want. And it is not beyond saving it's not a dead season it's it's not anything but we are sort of drifting a little bit and I mean I was looking at the form sort of manager form and I see and I know 
it's easy to just say, well, cup competitions, that they skew the stats. But Phil Brown, 32 games managed, 10 wins, 11 draws, 11 losses, scored 37, conceded 39. Scott Lindsay, 25-1-8, drawn 7, lost 10, scored 25, conceded 35. People really don't look back fondly at Phil Brown's reign. And that's the sort of stats we're seeing at the moment. Well, I suppose the only counter to that, I would say, is probably, you know, your Papa John's. Phil Brown won his. I took while he did. But, you know, I'm happy to chuck the League Cup and the FA Cup into that mix because they are proper first team fixtures. And Warsaw, you know, felt like we kind of surrendered when the team sheet came out. And Stockport, it looked like, you know, we'd gone there and been quite complacent off the back of the the Mansfield win. I don't know. We just thought we were going to turn up and, and play like we did at Mansfield again. But yeah, when when you start losing in the league, which we have, people will start digging up. <laughs> yeah, people start talking about the checker trade. Um, and I do agree. The checker trade is, it, it, it shouldn't count, but it does count. And people will use it um, to count like I've just done it. Yeah. And it, 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 we we don't like losing. I don't like losing no, to Crystal Palace no, no. under-21s. You know, I don't like yeah. getting tonked to Bristol Rovers, but I don't walk home from them thinking that's ruined my week. Of course not. And Walsall and Stockport were two losses in, different ways because they they misjudged Walsall and then they just got Stockport wrong. He wanted the Stockport. He wanted progression against Stockport. I do genuinely believe that. I, I don't believe that for Walsall at all. But those are the things that people are going to start looking at. And he's on a three-year deal. They're not going to be in any rush. I'm not calling for Scott Lindsay to go, but I am I am begging for improvement and a review of what it can work better than it currently is. Otherwise, we're going to spend the whole second half of the season with, fan, with, with <laughs> scouts of other teams going, I didn't need to look at Swindon. Don't worry. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And again, I'm just I'm just doing a bit of a look back to, to what Lindsay said about characters and, and your retort. Yeah, I, I have seen this squad of players show some resolute qualities and some character. The second half at Bradford, you know, against very good opposition, really dug in. That was a great point. The following away game at Mansfield, which on paper looked extremely difficult, 1-0 down after 40 seconds, come back to win 5-2. So there is undoubtedly some metal in there somewhere. But at the minute, I don't know, are we being slightly set up to fail? Um, in terms of what? Because Well, don't like the formation, as I've, as I've said. Um, and the style of play being ever so predictable. I think I think the excuses stop once you've got McDonald back in. We've seen Clayton come back today. You know, Hepburn Murphy not far away. I think I think there needs to be some positive results pre Christmas to carry you into that. You know January sort of you know and and sometimes you know January can feel like a bit of a rebirth, a respawn in terms of recruitment and. Um, few new faces few faces out so we'll see but um as we said earlier i don't i don't think it's going to take many more defeats for um the natives to be a lot more restless than they are right now yeah and i cannot stress this enough i'm not restless i'm 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 just worried with how this feels like it's going which doesn't mean it is going to go that way and i 100% stand by the fact that January will change a lot of team seasons for for better or for worse. And there's every chance that it it will work for Swindon. And, you know, I'm always wary. I I don't like flapping and and I don't like being overly critical. But 
I mean, that deserved criticism today. And I don't think we've gone in too hard um, no, no, no. On, on particular losses all season long. But, you know, for all of the celebrations and jubilation post Mansfield, well, hopefully this has a similar sort of like a different impact on them where they're like, oh, they've got to set up now and the playoffs and automatics are not a given. We've got a team coming up in Wimbledon that are right behind us. Then we've got to go to Barrow. And I think if they were 21st, I wouldn't want us to go to Barrow in, in December. And then we've got Walsall who are right next to us. And then we've got Northampton who are, are, are really in the automatic mix. So they've got to set up and they've really got to focus in the next few weeks if they if they like Lindsay um, as, a, as a head coach because... It could be a huge month for for us. It could, it might not be. It could be that we lose all the games and then we go on a run elsewhere and we end up in the playoffs or whatever. You know, that's that's the way it goes. But wonderful football, exactly. I've, I've, I'm just looking at the runtime of this recording. Can't believe it's been as long as I thought this is going to be. Who's like listening to this? Not me. <laughs> Man of the match. I didn't get many people put names forward. It was a two horse race between Blake Tracy and Clayton, in which Blake Tracy just pipped. If that's if that's the way you can describe it. Who gets your man of the match, Dan? I would say that's pretty fair, actually. From left centre-half, some of his forward play was actually pretty good. Ghosted past a few players in the first half. Um, right in front of me, second half, he did some good work on the left touchline with, with Iandelo. So, yeah, generally pretty solid, but I would like to see him played in his best position, please. Mm, indeed. Well, well, there we go. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us throughout this episode. Um, and that's... Let's all get back together next week for what will hopefully... Christmas Jumper Day. Christmas Jumper Day and a win against Wimbledon, if you don't mind. Yes, please. Dan, thank you very much. Thank you. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.